Hello once again, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Before we get into this week's episode, we of course want to give a shout out to our sponsors that help us bring the show to you for free each and every week on whichever platform you choose to listen. Thanks to Angelo's Pizza. They do a great job of giving us pizza that we can sell to you. Heck, we ran out of it at Hell on Earth because it was so good and there were so many of you. Uh, But you can try more than just their pizza. They have so much to offer at Angelo's on Madison Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio. Thanks to Pollyanna DIY. They keep doing an incredible job of making the enamel pins for us. They have so many more uh, things that they can do for you as well as custom things. So check out Pollyanna DIY. And thanks, of course, to Smartmark Video that helps us bring the show to you if you can't make it there or you want to watch it back Check out smartmarkvideo.com for so many AIW DVDs, or you can download it. And as we talk about downloading, we're talking about internet streaming. Check out independentwrestling.tv. Use the code ABSOLUTE and get yourself a free 20-day trial so you can check out the AIW archives. It's a rotating uh, kind of deal that we have there, along with plenty of other Uh, live shows that they do with other independent promotions and uh, their archives as well. And with that, we get into this week's show. We are joined by Alex Worldwide Keller. He doesn't want to say Worldwide. There it is. He was texting. (laughs) Yeah. I'm on the Twitter. I'm retweeting your goddamn tweet. AIW owner John Thorne, as always. And my name is Steve Guy, your moderator of sorts. Uh, On this week's episode, we dive back. Way back. Ago. If we can remember the Wayback Machine and the Wayback Machine, remember that website? Yeah, that was short lived. No, it still no, goes. no, that was a that was a long for a while. It's Is still, it still goes. Still, still going. Still, still was goes. that like old internet or something? Or <laughs> no, it's like you could look up an old internet website and it yeah. will like have screenshots of it, even if the website isn't active anymore. Oh, uh, hopefully they don't have ClevelandHardcore.WorldGuru.com. But <laughs> you could find out. Well, you, I think somebody's going to go and get it for you right now. Don't look up the beef tacos thread, whatever you do. Well, on this episode, uh, we're going to talk about the day that was a beautiful August summer day at Now That's Class, Wrestle Rager 4. Quote the Raven, nevermore. That's right. And what a day it turned out to be. Worldwide, <coughs> this, is, uh, this is your baby, Wrestle Rager, yes. essentially. Um, I was uh, not the best father to this baby. I don't think we got a beer sponsorship, but we did negotiate a better uh, bar percentage out of the bar. And uh, I don't think you ever gave it to me, did you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got it. <laughs> yeah, we paid off T-shirt guy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Larry at Lotus Printing. We did what we didn't get were... Uh, was a beer sponsor. No, it, he didn't get a beer sponsor. Tank, tank tops in time for the show or something. Oh no, we got T-shirts instead of tank tops. <laughs> yes. because you know marijuana is a hell of a drug. But um, <laughs> not me. You wanted the shark tanks. Oh, I wanted more of them. Yeah, but he we got but shark tees. Shark tees instead of shark tanks. I hope yeah. we sold them all because <laughs> we, we wound up with a lot of those shark T-shirts over the summer. But, yeah, but you did make uh, you did do a good job again on the T-shirt, the event T-shirt. Again oh yes, this year. the event T-shirt. You know. Just me, a psycho at fucking Staples, printing out a bunch of pictures of people and then standing at the counter and cutting out the pictures of all the people and then <laughs> arranging and then asking for glue sticks. And uh, 
Why don't you do this at home and then take it? Because I don't have a goddamn printer, Steve guy. I think I've offered you my printer multiple times. Well, but... what? You want me to bring your printer over to my place? Because no, you could have done it at my place. Yeah, but then I'm gonna want. I'm just gonna wait. Take way too many heater breaks, and if I am using a home <laughs> printer, I just want to fucking be able to smoke over my goddamn printer. Oh yeah, and, well, uh, do right. my work. Also, you don't want to use that much fucking ink. No, but we could have uh, scanned. It's fine. Scanned oh yeah, it. that's where some of the uh, bar money went to. Was you know like cost uh, i mean it's about 50 dollars of uh staples work to uh fucking make those shirts yeah that's some work he does but, put a lot of effort into it gotta give him that things could be so much easier though they turn out beautiful you yeah. make everything so hard on yourself yeah well i have a system i'm on the spectrum <laughs> i have several systems i don't know if i'm on the spectrum my mom said if uh, i was growing up right now i'd probably be autistic but whatever anyway my god wow fucking uh you could still be but yeah, autistic. I mean, fucking, it was a very, it was a smashing success because this year we got to do what we wanted to do in years previous, which was have an all-day event, a true rager. We did, but that was a bit of an issue. It felt like we it was had, a death march. We had bands booked, and then they started dropping, and well, then we didn't have them booked. I guess let's get into the just even the formation. Uh, I I did finally worldwide did finally break me down. And I did reach out to one Jerome Young. New Jack! And uh, <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna bite the bullet and uh finally bring New Jack back to Cleveland. <laughs> However, he said he was already booked that day. More's the yeah. pity. But you know, Wrestle Ranger Wrestle Ranger five. Don't talk that jive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I think he no showed uh, an appearance recently, so maybe he's. Well, I think he just needs to know that he'll be in a good environment. You know. <laughs> I we, don't know. We did. Uh, did you? Uh, oh, now I'm off on like a weird tangent. But did you see that? I I don't know if it's real, but there was like a photo floating around the internet of New Jack in a kayak. Do you think that was real? Did you see that? Oh, yeah. I saw that. <laughs> he hit someone with a kayak before, didn't he? Or was that? No, it was like him, like actually like kayaking, kayaking, like oh. down a river. I mean, yeah, I believe it. <laughs> I don't know if it's pretty mellow shit. You can drink while you do it. I don't know if it's real or not. Yeah, uh, what do they call it? Cabrewing, right? Oh, I don't know. God, fuck that. <laughs> the thing though, the thing about these today, is you, you, you never know what's you never know what's real and what's fake. You know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. They could have. I mean, you should have like you know put like you know your uh, Photoshop guy on the hunt and be like enhance, enhance. Like I just watched Judge Dredd the other day, the Stallone movie, and uh, remember saw, saw that in the theater with Matt Wadsworth. <laughs> Damn. Saw that in the theater, too. He had one of those uh, free screening uh, deals, you know, like Mm -hmm. when those were super rare back in the day. Do you like Judge Dredd or Demolition Man better? Honestly, after watching Judge Dredd, I got to go Demolition Man. Yeah. I I mean, Judge Dredd has... But after that, it's the new Dredd movie fucking beats the shit out of old Judge Dredd. Does it? I never saw the new. Oh, did you ever see the Raid Redemption? Is Statham the new in the new Dread movie? I forget who. I don't know. It's the dude's badass though because he never takes off his mask the entire fucking movie. Oh, okay. And basically, it's just Judge Dread goes into like some mega apartment building and has to kill his way to the top. Demolition Man had Wesley Snipes. Yeah, young Sandy Bullock. Fucking Taco Bell sponsorship. Three seashells. Yeah. Cool. And also, didn't it still have Rob Schneider, or was that somebody yeah. else? No, that was Demolition Man. Hit Rob Schneider. Well, what the fuck? Yeah. But anyway, we're getting off. On Sorry, the way tangent. But 
Yeah, so, but either way, yeah, Judge Dredd, they do do some Photoshop work to reveal that Judge Dredd was actually made in a lab and that his parents didn't die in a fire. But um, go off on a tangent, but back to the tangent that we... <laughs> so, anyway, anyway, New Jack was not available. New Jack was not available, we, so we were like, what we ECW did, original? We did also discuss a different, like trying a different venue because we thought it, we needed more space. If you recall, but, I mean that's but still, we couldn't really figure that out, and now we did create more space this year. We created much more space because this year. we discovered that the fence, the one fence, no longer existed, which I figured out like a week before the event, and I was like, yeah. uh, But then I figured that all out because we just put the tent. We talked to the house next door and put several tents in their yard for which beer, merchandise, etc. Which shout out to uh, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue and the YG. That was cool. Yeah, that kind of completed Nick Sanka's vision for Russell Rager, which he said there needed to be uh, cookout food available and or like a smoke, like smoke coming off of a grill. <laughs> I don't think barbecue too. Good wrestling, good wrestling show food. I gotta say, yeah, oh, the mac and cheese. Way big too, fan. way too exotic for me. But big fan <laughs> of mac and cheese. Did you have mac and cheese at least? No, I didn't have one thing. Oh man, come on! I, it's, it's always delicious. sold out every time I go to like grab something. Yeah, the bar, the the pork is good. He makes his own uh, barbecue sauces. Oh well, yeah, and then and we then moved to also truck we back created more space and you know had the truck like deeper in the uh, alleyway. This that. you guys just reminded me that he just did, he just asked me about doing a show somewhere and he gave me a phone number. Smoking Jay. Yeah. All right. Somewhere in Maslin or Canton or something. Oh, sweet. I forgot about that. I guess start writing shit down. Yeah. That'll you got a good. phone? Just yeah. Put it in your phone. Nah, I don't know. But. So, we you ever see my unread text messages? <sighs> Couldn't be me though. I don't know. I think I have like six thousand unread emails. So, so we go with Raven. We end up with it. Yeah, Raven is somebody that I had reached out to previously, and <coughs> it just didn't work out for whatever. Like whatever idea I had for Raven at the time was like, nah, we can't do that for you know for what he's asking. You yeah, know? and then it's like, well. If we kind of form the event around them, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Wrestle Rager Four, quote the Raven Nevermore," just sounded so catchy. Definitely right. pop for Raven. And uh, we actually said it on the podcast before we had him booked. Yeah, it was like a joke. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, I and we definitely got every uh, ounce of a uh, Raven out of him for the day, considering. Oh yeah, and I I was I learned my lesson from Sabu last year and when she threw a fit and thought it was a backyard wrestling show yeah i laid it all out the raven in advance i said it's gonna be outside it's gonna look like it's behind a house it's not and uh he was just like yeah whatever man it's cool i'll, what, I'll, I'll I, do it what i've also learned from Russell rager uh is that we can't downplay the fonzie card we have to start. Oh, Fonzie is very becoming very valuable. Yeah. when you get the legends around, because I didn't realize that they were still tight and had this connection. And then Fonzie and I are sitting there eating breakfast uh, when I picked him up from the airport, and uh, he's like, "Hey, Daddy, Raven's gonna be on this." I said, "Yeah." Oh, it's Scotty, all baby. He's like, "Oh yeah, Daddy, I was just with him like a week or two ago," and he's like, "I just talked and I just talked to him this week," and I was like, "Wait, what?" And I think that. He brings a certain level of uh, comfort to a lot of these guys, thankfully. And uh, so he was pumped. And, of course, we sat down and we did the Fonzie podcast that day. Raven did a run-in. Raven did a run-in. Got so pumped that he was there. and, and You can hear bartender Aaron laughing in the background here and there. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's one of my favorite episodes of the podcast that we ever did. Honestly, just be, be I mean, all involved because we had the Fonzie stories, and then we had the Raven, the Raven run in. Now you know, as a wrestling promoter, you know you hear stories about people, and like Raven is a guy that you hear mixed reviews on from promoters. Yeah, and uh, you know you've you could be uh, you could hear people rave about him, and you could hear people say he's very difficult to deal with. So, I really didn't know what to expect from him. I, you know, I'd met Raven years ago at Cleveland All Pro Wrestling. GT Lightning made me drive him when <laughs> when he booked him, and it's this was like NWA Champion era Raven. Uh, but it, you know, like, there's no way he would remember that or anything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it's like meeting somebody again for the first time. But uh, it was, you know, I like. He had some very specific, I guess, requests, and I met all those requests. And later on, you know, he was, like, very appreciative of it and, like, and was in a great mood and uh, thanked me. And, you know, he could have been bullshitting me or whatever, but he said, like, I was one of the most professional promoters he ever worked for. And what I told him is, is, like, you know, the happier you are, the easy, the easier my day is going to be. Oh yeah. So like, I'm just gonna do what I need to do, and I'm not gonna like nickel and dime you, uh, to save five bucks. You know, if you want to stay at the Marriott or something, you know, like, and he didn't even say Marriott. He was just like, you know, a, a decent hotel, and uh, you know, I put him at the Marriott, and I guess that just really, <laughs> that just really put it over the top. He raised the wheels. He, he bought me lunch and gave me a tip for picking up him food from my friends. Yeah, I was paranoid nice going guy. into it just because we were in a match with him, and I'm like, oh man. But yeah, it was a dream. Yeah, so I guess um, you know the weather was good. However, when I arrived, uh, like if you looked to the left, the sky was black and looked yeah. like the end of the world was happening or about to come. And, but if you look to the right, it was blue skies, and it eventually just became all blue skies. Yeah, it was weird. I mean, I didn't even check the Farmer's Almanac this year. We just picked the date. It, it wasn't even uh, hot. It was only like 72 or something. I checked the like, Farmer's Almanac, season- but it's like, like, what can you do, you know? Yeah. It, it was unseasonably chilly for uh, an, an August day, so I hiccup here. But so, it, yeah, it, it we had the nice. Wrestle Rager. Uh, we had more space this year than the other years. Um White Claws sold out, truly sold out. Uh, I think PBR might have sold out. White PBR Claws, yeah, White Claws. Sold, oh, Mad Dog sold out. Mad Dog sold out uh, and fell out of some people's mouths later on in the night. Oh, my. <laughs> um, oh, my. Certain men at war. Um, but uh, let's see. I had a lot of people think that I was on drugs leading up to this because you made me uh, grow All right, my well, hair. well, let's get into this. Let's fucking get into this. So I was in a really dark weird place going into uh Russell Rage I forget over what you know it just could have been like a down period whatever <laughs> and when uh, big surprise a, when aren't you in a dark so, that's usually that time of year so then well I mean ultra dark now but um the uh so Steve guy's like what's my look gonna be and I was like summer goth and he's <laughs> like what's that and I was like and basically I wanted it was like Oh, yeah. I just wanted, like, you know, black cutoff shorts, fucking, like, you know, some, like, black boots or, like, black chucks. And, like, you know, maybe, like, a nice, like, sort of, uh, I think I wanted, like, a puffy shirt and, like, yeah. you know, a black coat. 
And then I had this like funeral shroud, like fucking like cowboy hat. Like, you know, it was like sort of ladyish, but sort of not. And then a little bit of eyeliner. And then he had this whole beard thing going on. And I was like, uh, oh, trim it to uh fucking, I don't know, Triple H fucking sideburns yeah, connected. The the but then you gave up on the uh, you wouldn't wear the hat and you made several other things. So you just kind of looked like fucking like Neil Young got into a fight with like fucking well, Robert Smith. And I found I found the hat. Let's be honest. Steve Guy fucking wanted to look like an asshole. It had nothing to do with your fucking inspiration or oh, your I, direction. I always try to go into his inspiration and try to... We got some wires crossed this year. The goal was Summer yeah. Goth, and it came out however it came out. So it came out looking like a fucking found, what extra in a fucking Western movie. That hat was next door at the garage sale. The yard sale and multiple people came over to me like you got to get this hat it completes the outfit and i was like they were all oh, lying all right. to you and they're like, they were like, all lying like to it's you. like ten dollars i'm like you I'll needed the lace $10. falling over the face i brought that hat i had that hat with yeah, me yeah, prepared to wear it hat. i still have it upstairs here i think i still but have the, uh, either way, the yeah, hat wires got crossed next year i'm gonna crack the whip <laughs> I don't, a, in a better place. Actually, I, no, that'll be fucking like a few months from the election. I don't know where I'm going to be at. But anyway, fucking. Um, yeah, you did get. There were compliments, though. Yeah. Some people really liked it. But then there it. were also confused people. There was a lot of uh, wires crossed on that one. I mean, yeah. It was, so let's see here. We got the Steve Guy outfit. This, that. Uh, sold out of a bunch of beer. You forgot to get us a beer sponsor. Uh, yeah, we said Well, that. I fucking. Well. Certain people in class have been uh, off the ball lately, but uh, including you, yeah. Well, I fucking was trying to set up meetings, but then, da, 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 da. but now allegedly PBR is reaching out to us. So, hey, that's good news. Bang bang boom. We'll see. Never heard back. Ah <laughs> uh, well, hopefully when they hear about how much beer we sold at WrestleRager, we're not throwing numbers out there, but it was a lot. This has also become an event where the folklore of it um, really extends deep within the AIW roster and guys just start asking us to be on the show some do some don't you know i don't know <clears throat> i don't really buy into that uh sort of narrative i mean it's like filthy tom lawler has been wanting to be on this show at least he does but you That's know one like, guy that's true you know like and then last year know. uh gringo loco wanted to be on the show yeah <clears throat> <coughs> Hornswoggle was Hornswoggle. upset that he was not on this show because he had taken another booking on that date. But well, that was his problem. Yeah, also, his AJ fault. Gray fucking furious to be a champion elsewhere. Oh yeah, that's right. AJ was absolutely he was very disappointed. He, he would have been on it. I mean, I had a whole angle ready to go where I would have stolen his belt and he could have come, you know, rescue it. But no. Hey man, what are you gonna do? But uh, Mike Blanton see. requested that you know he worked a deal on their behalf to get them uh, out of their AIW contracts for the day. Sucks. But oh uh, yes, no Trey Lamar either, right? No. And Trey, uh, based on recent events, Trey Lamar needs to change up his hairstyle uh, next time for Wrestle Rager next year, or else Paul might get confused. But. Oh. That's a whole other story. Wow. So okay. let's get into the show, I guess. All right, so we yes. Get into oh, the well, show. before the show, uh, let's see here. Did the uh, fucking podcast with uh, Fonzie. Fonzie while I was running around. Then uh, Raven did a seminar. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Raven did the seminar. Raven did fucking triple duty this day. Yeah, he did the seminar. He did, he does a Q&A later on. Everyone uh, everyone was raved about the Raven seminar. So, Yeah, it, was, it wasn't... Uh, 
it wasn't any it wasn't in ring stuff. Yeah, it was like a classroom setting sort of yeah. thing. And everyone just said it was probably the best seminar that we've ever done. So Which is awesome. Promoters out there, I encourage you to uh, bring Raven in for the seminar because people really enjoyed it. Had those nice bleachers set up in the show space for the students to all sit and get <laughs> under the learning tree. <laughs> well, I it, you got to mention though, Raven was wearing these weird moon boots all day. Oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot about those. But uh, yeah, so Raven, Raven then turns his uh, seminar space into his own personal locker room, in which <laughs> the uh, same locker room that uh, Sabu, Sabu used. used. Yeah, which we did the meet and greet in there, and uh, everything went smoothly. Uh, and then the show got on their way, and oh, I, I must say that this was a like a legit in advance sellout. In which we cut tickets off. Yeah, we had to. Like two days before? Yeah, it was just... Uh, 300. And then we actually... We had once, a waiting list. Yeah, and then we reached out to the waiting list, I think, or we were able, once we had everything set up and people started coming no, in. No, once like once the first match was in there and there was like everybody... Cause, so like using Eventbrite now, I can check and I can see how many people have yeah. checked in, you know? So like... When it was like <laughs> everybody was almost there, checked in, and there was a little pocket of space left, I like released the tickets to the waiting list, and then so we ended up selling some uh, quite a bit more that day, uh, right when the first match was going on. And we created more space, and it was still packed. And uh, wall that wall. first match was first match was your favorite, Doctor Dan, DCR, uh, with. Professional Parker Pierce taking on uh, soon-to-be legend CPA. Current legend. <laughs> legend. Well, at this on this at this time. Oh yeah, he was soon to be legend. on the road to legend. Legendary yes. status. CPA. Yeah, they do all kinds of good stuff here. They yeah. do some. They have themselves a little match. And garbage love, can stuff. Love the the uh, you know the MTV Beach House vibe of Wrestle Rager. CPA comes out and they go crazy for his music. You yeah, know. everyone's just looking for a good time at Wrestle Rager. Yeah. Uh, they do music. Some... Uh, fucking PA was what it was, but you know, <laughs> we had Traxler this year. We did his first Russell Rager, we... and now that's class. Nick Sanka, not DJ, in this year. Uh, Come back, Sanka. And then, so Doctor Dan does his thing. They have a good time, a little fun there. And then, then we go into a four way: Chuck Stone, Arthur MacArthur, Bobby Beverly, and TKD. And uh, Chuck Stone has the burger as he usually does. But with a twist. Yeah, wrapped in barbed wire. Wrapped in barbed People, wire. People like loved this barbed wire cheeseburger. They did. Loved it. Uh you know, that's really the story of this match here. How did he get it inside? Like did he like wrap it around the cheeseburger? I think, or yeah, did he yeah, yeah, like he came out no, like he came out with a cheeseburger that was like but the barbed wire is wrapped around it. It was kind of yeah, like I think uh, he like made like a ball of barbed wire and then it kind of looked like a cheeseburger in there, like a planet from like a fucking third grade project, you know? Yeah, Let's see, I missed it. I was, uh, you know, doing like several thousand Hindu squats, getting ready for my match, you know. And, and he actually sure that's what you're doing several thousand of. Yeah, he uh, he ends up eating the cheeseburger even after the match. That was a real thing, not very sanitary. No, I because no. that barbed wire has just been sitting in that <laughs> storage unit for a while. He yeah, is. interesting thing. So our next match. Uh, there's a little bit more to talk about here. Some tag team action. It's a production. Production. Derek, director, and Eddie only supposed to take on Faye Jackson and Super Oprah. Yes. Uh, and then like <laughs> hashtag free Super Oprah <laughs> and all political prisoners. Nobody knew why uh, Faye Jackson said that. <laughs> yeah. So 
<laughs> uh, a little backstory. I don't think uh, super upper will mind. I, uh, you know, I don't, I don't hear, I don't hear from him for you know a couple of days, but whatever. He knows the date, and then I believe the night before. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the night before. Yeah, that sounds right. I get a message from like <laughs> an associate of Super <laughs> Oprah that says, "Hey, uh, Super Oprah has been arrested <laughs> earlier this week, and we believe still incarcerated." <laughs> In which uh, I went, "Oh, well." It's Friday, so yeah. it's not out now. Probably not getting out. Uh, so then... Uh, it was very annoying to me because, you know, Super Oprah was... I actually think this year on the shirt, I had used all just like... I don't think I, besides Raven, used like a single like just straight promo shot for the collage. Super Oprah was the one promo shot because I couldn't find any decent like action shots of Super Oprah. So then my shirt and my theme was fucking ruined. <laughs> but... I can't remember like if Alley Cat was booked or not booked or was she coming was anyway? booked at the time. Like she, I think she was she was supposed to be. She thought she was gonna be Might have been booked elsewhere. Or something happened. Or she or I oh, think no, her she car was fucked up or something. Yeah, she was booked elsewhere, but her car was broken. Yeah, so she couldn't get there. So uh so she had she had to cancel that booking. So she had to cancel that booking earlier in the week and was like, hey, if you can book me, book me, but like my car can't make it to my booking. Her, she had like a booking in like New York or something. Yeah. Somewhere far away. And uh, so it just happened to work out, you know, as soon as I got the got the word that Super Oprah had been incarcerated, uh, we got the tag, the impromptu tag team of Faye Jackson and Alley Cat. And the, the and uh, Eddie only doing his, uh, doing his uh, sleazy thing. <laughs> this man just, just dirty, dude. This man just dirty. He's, uh, he's been in some places. I'm going to tell you. I just want to. Uh, I'm going to brag a little bit here. Take some pride. I had a hand in this match, and I'm very happy with how how it turned out. Yeah, this one. <laughs> this one uh, could make some people uncomfortable, baby. For the children? Think, no, it's not. For it's the not for the children, but it's it's for a lot of people. I think this is like. Uh, this is this is what Jim Cornette probably hates about pro it's wrestling. For perverts, dude. It's for perverts. No way. This was a lot of like fun, goofy. This was less perverted than uh, production and session moth. I think. I don't and, know. Worldwide was in that one. Yeah, I was. Uh, well, I mean, this has two, one more female than that match, so that's a whole lot more for Eddie only to uh, get weird on. I don't remember. Was there like there wasn't some sort of. Uh, lap dance action in this one was oh i guess there was there was wasn't there there's a lot of weird shit in this one yeah. there was a lot of goofy fun stuff alley cat stone cold alley cat seek it out stone cold alley cat was a good time yeah this is like right at the beginning of the just fucking total downfall of alley cat's life so <laughs> she fit right in with everybody at wrestle rager she's especially the members be doing the better now and i'm happy but i was legitimately worried for a while they went they went crazy for her uh on on this night and then do you know she? They were chucking white claws at her, and uh, it's. I don't think they stopped feeding her white claws all day long, or night, or night, or anything. But so then we roll into uh, some single match action. Professional Parker Pierce with Doctor Dan in his corner taking on Big Twan Tucker. 
The team explodes. The team is the party exploded. has ended. Late term grudge match. The party has ended. Party's over. And uh yeah. Doctor Dan, Dan. Par- Doctor Dan helps his new client, his new uh under the tutelage, yeah. Men- mentee. Is that a word? Mentee? Uh, yeah. That's that's correct. Padawan learner. Yeah. You're the mentee, you're the mentor is Doctor Dan. Mentee would be Parker Pierce. And Mentos, the, the fresh baker. But uh, I don't, you know, big, big Tuan. He's got a big promo here. He does. Funny story. I think you know. I think Dom may have said this. Maybe he didn't. But uh, a little behind the curtain action on the sheet that tells everybody what to do backstage. I must have never tipped Tuan off that he was tagging with D'Lo Brown. No, never. We never actually told him. And I guess he read it. And he got very emotional. Yeah. And uh, Dom was right there. And he's like, yo, Dom, is this for real? And he's like, what? Like, just, it slipped everybody's mind that, like, you know, when I'm coming up with, like, the potential blueprint lineups, nobody told Tuan that that was the plan. Right. So when he saw the sheet that day, that was the first he knew of him being a tag team with D'Lo Brown. And he was... He was feeling very emotional about it, I guess. He, now, was, he got a little choked up. He got, like, razor sharp in the gauntlet choked up. Yeah, very emotional. Like, it was like a dream a dream come true for him. Well, because, bring bring this full circle, it was, what, a year or two ago, Twan comes to you and says, I have this idea. I'd kind of like to create the Nation of Domination, AIW <laughs> style. Yeah, and that didn't it, happen. It but, didn't happen, but here he is teaming with D'Lo Brown from the Nation of Domination. Of the real Nation of Domination. Uh, so... You know, the big concern was, can Tuan not only do this match, but remember to cut this promo afterwards? And then yeah. he does it, and uh, he kills it. Yeah, did a great job. And everybody was really pumped. They were excited uh, for bobblehead night, and it wasn't even happening yet. Hell yeah. I believe I got to call that match when it did happen. There you go. And then we roll into... Your match of the evening worldwide. Some six-man tag team action. Of the late afternoon. That's yeah, true. yeah. Mid afternoon matinee. <laughs> the Bitcoin boys. First half main. Bitcoin boys with the Duke taking on the team of Weird World and Raven. Did you guys decide on what you should be called there? Um, I, I think, think we, we said weird it. Flock. Um, yeah, the Weird Flock. I think there was a whole was. lot of uh, turmoil going into this because my thought was we go total like I was gonna do. Uh, I was gonna be. Uh, let's see here. Blue. Uh, blue meanie cool. So I was gonna both have the uh, fucking hike. Oh up. yeah, you and the you and the weird uh, weird body oh, had yeah. very conflicting views on how to portray this. Either way, yeah, I wanted to just basically like do like an homage to uh, you know Blue Meanie, and I was like, Weird Body, your whole career, who's your favorite? Fucking Kidman, you have the chance now to be Kidman, and he's like, I don't want to, and I was like. And like, meanwhile, I was ready to like have the gut hanging out. But by the, like also, by the way, for those done for those good. listening worldwide, just made a uh, stunned and confused face because yes. that doesn't translate over audio. But and sorry. Um, fucking uh, yeah, weird body was not about that at all. And eventually, I was able to talk him into our singlets plus um, flannels, right? Yeah, flannels and some cut off jean shorts. There were some other spots I wanted to do where. Uh, because I thought it would be funny if I went for a meanie salt and got cut off. Because everyone would be like, well, why is not going to do a fucking meanie salt? And then I wouldn't. And then <laughs> I'm like, and then you could like tease the fucking, you know, shooting star and then get cut off. I told Raven this later on. He's like, yeah, that's a little, that's funny, but it's a little too inside. And, 
for modern fans. And uh, fucking. But as it was, I still did do some, uh, you know, Reese one-handed choke slams. Though um, one of the members of these teams were heavier than all the others, and it wasn't Duke. <laughs> what? Yeah. Fucking uh, Mikey Montgomery, that little fucker has weighted tights. Oh, I'm my. telling you right now. His pants got made fun of in this match hey. by Raven. Yeah, that was uh, on the parachute fly. pants. Called it in the ring. Another thing Raven was upset about was we did the uh, Lake Erie Monster at one point. And you could see, like, fucking, like, Raven looking up at the, There's a photo where he's, like, looking up at it, and, like, he almost looks like, hey, that's pretty... That's he's nice. bewildered by it. He's bewildered, but like, there's also like a little smirk where he's like, "Oh, that's good. That's a good spot." And <laughs> but then afterwards, he was pissed because, like it always does, it got cut off. And he's like, "Yeah, I think you guys should have finished that spot." And like, I'm like, didn't have the heart to tell Raven that we haven't finished that spot in like maybe like two years plus. What was like? What's the process of calling the match like with Raven? And like, does he just run the show? Does do people present ideas? He basically ran the show, and then like also he called a bunch in the ring. Like I mean, the whole fucking like grabbing the microphone and just like beating the shit out of Mikey, just freestyling. Yeah, and just like yeah, he was like calling it, and that's why he's like, "You guys should have called the audible and just finished that spot." The crowd was loving that fucking thing, and I'm like, "Oh, you think we're good? <laughs> <laughs> you you think we're better than we are?" And I appreciate that, Raven. <laughs> So Bless is it just up, like Scotty. everybody tells him, uh, like, all right, here are the things that we do. And yeah, he just and like, you like know, Duke like, had some ideas and stuff. And like, you know, fucking eventually we got it, you know, all figured out. And it was a spectacle. It was a weird world match. Um, you, guys, you guys got to live the Raven seminar. Yeah. Well, that's why I didn't do it. A, I knew I'd be running around setting shit up. And B, I'm like, I could pay this money, but I'm in this match. So I'm sure he's going to tell me everything we did wrong or right. <laughs> So was he overall uh, happy with it? Fucking yeah, he was chill. Like I said, like afterwards, he was like, yeah. I mean, besides like yeah, wanting us to like do the monster a little longer and like da da da. He loved the Terry Funk ladder spot and uh, a few other things. And then like you know, just telling people like slow down and like be in position, shit like that. But like you know, not like angry, just like little things. But yeah, I mean, he was in a good fucking mood all day. Yeah, and I mean that's really that's really all you can ask for when. You, you book some of these legendary guys. Because I remember for years also I was asking about Raven, and he's like, you don't want, and you were like, oh, you don't want anything to do with fucking Raven. <laughs> yeah, Raven I think will he, make you cry. <laughs> there was like, there was a time, especially when he was like running like really hot, like on the indies, like post WCW, WWF, mm. uh, to where he could be known to be a little crabby, you know? Yeah. Well, I but think I think that- he's just like overall just chilled out his entire life. Yeah, I mean, he was definitely very chill, fucking answered questions, like, you know, good feedback, good dude. Treat him right, he'll treat you right. So then we had intermission, I don't think there was anything special there. Well, we had an appearance by Kaplan. Oh, Kaplan, he just chucks Kaplan some beers signing in the crowd, get him to chug some beers. I'm trying to work an angle between Kaplan and this one guy in China that uh, fucking keeps on posting videos of him drinking ridiculous shit. Okay. <laughs> okay. Find him on Twitter. It's uh, like Pangzai or something. We always try to bring out this, some celebrities for uh, AIW. I think Jerry was in attendance, actually. Superstar Jerry was there at one point. Was he there this year or last year? I don't remember. This year. Wow. Kaplan was there. Superstar Jerry. Last year was uh, Thrill Billy was there. Yeah. I started uh, drinking pretty heavy after this match, though. I don't know. It was an all-day affair, so I didn't go too hard. Did window guys show up at this point? Um, we definitely had roof people. Well, there was like there diff- were roof people. There were different window people, like... 
I mean, window guy was in Australia at the time. There was like, but there was somebody in there that somebody, window. Yeah, there was somebody window. in that window, but it wasn't the window guy. The original window guy. Yeah. yeah. It was like last year, like the house thing kind of like didn't happen. And then Except this year, it was off, just. They did shoot off fireworks last year. There were people the that actually bought tickets for the show, friends of mine that bought tickets for the show, and then still like just stayed on the porch or the roof. That's awesome. Hey, man. Appreciate whatever. That. We appreciate the support. Yeah. Uh, window guy dropped his beer. Or chug, he drank like a quarter of it and then threw away a full beer. Apparently, somebody at that guy works at uh, 107.9 and like uh, was getting roasted by somebody that works at Z1079 that like was following all of Wrestle Rager on Twitter. Oh, wow. Really? And like the dude was like, man, everyone's killing you on Twitter right now. <laughs> and I guess he said the one beer that he did drop was like hot as shit in his defense. So he didn't want to chug it. Yeah. Which oh, okay. still. Could have faked it. Got everybody Your to showers turn. right there, bro. Yeah, got everybody Just to turn it on all window guy. Turned on window guy real fast. Uh, yeah, so this year window guy, not the. Uh, what 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 was uh, pro, uh, Duke's promo this year? Um, sure. I don't know that he really did usual. much of a promo because you guys had the match. Yeah. Whereas in years past, he didn't have a match. He just got beat up. Hmm. So. I don't know that he. We'll tweak that next year. We need Duke uh, roasting this crowd. No, 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 Duke's an arc this year. Uh, so after intermission, when we get New Jack next year, that's when uh, Duke. Uh, at which point, roast the crowd. Intermission, we're definitely already out of White Claw. I know that, uh, and I think just about out of Truly. But then we roll into the tag team title match, the newly minted tag team champions, the Philly Marino Experience, taking on the Butcher and the Blade, who. Uh, now, obviously, have gone from AIW to AEW. People have seen them lately. It's a step backwards, alphabetically speaking. <laughs> I'm really, going to say it. <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. I agree. But uh, From Russell Razor to fucking wrestling Cody? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Russell Razor, obviously, more of the marquee. But what I don't even remember how this developed. So this is supposed to be just a PME championship celebration. I don't, like, I think... That was at least one idea thrown out. There were just, like, I, I don't remember how it all unfolded, um, but, uh, you well, know, Pepper and, Parks has been trying to get in AIW for years. And Andy wanted I think to it, come back to do I, this. I, I, no. I think. I thought he had talked to Dom or somebody. Somebody saw him somewhere because he had that match with Dom and he wanted to at some point come back again. I don't know if that's it, but like I just think that you know Andy Williams of Every Time I Die fits the aesthetic of uh, Russell Rager. Yeah. Um, I don't know that he was like seeking it out, you know, but like right. Pepper Parks had hit me up to to for them to come in, and you know we just have so many tag teams, but. I was like, you know, this is probably a pretty good fit, you know, for if it's only once, this is a decent fit. And it was, it was a, uh, it was a lot of fun. Something, something. I was uh, following along on my uh, Instagram, like you know, story stream, and a lot of my non wrestling friends, specifically fe- non wrestling female friends that were at the show, really into the uh, butcher and the blade. They're scratching some kind of weirdo itch. I like those leather masks. Huh? Yeah, that like weird butthole mouth mask. Now, it's weird that you call it that. Yeah. Well, look at the fucking thing. There, are, there are two things that happen. It reminds me of the like of the outfit the guy 
from the people under the stairs puts on. You ever see that movie? Uh, no, I don't know. Like it's giving me some kind of vibe. Like uh, maybe fucking what was that Halloween movie with the fucking little guy with the maybe it was called Trick or Treat. I don't know. I don't oh like, yeah, Trick or Treat. Trick yeah, or treat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like fucking horror movies. Yeah, Trick or Treat. That's a good one. Watch so, the news. All right, it's scary enough out there. Dude, get you gotta fucking just let it go. It's at this point during this match that Nick Gage comes across. Uh, oh, also I remember uh, the Duke's promo now, but I won't talk about it. Uh, so it's at this point that Nick Gage sees some little kids on the one side of the fence and assists them to get onto the dumpster so that they can watch the show for free. Yeah, it's so just free. a random ass kid. Nick Gage, <laughs> Nick they were Gage trying to leave, and, and he was like, "Hey, get over here! Hey, you guys want to watch the show? Fuck Come yeah! On, I'll help you up here." Fuck yeah, you're going to watch this fucking show. So he puts them up there. Also during intermission is when uh, a couple of Cleveland's finest showed up, forgot about, and we were not certain what was going to go yeah, we on we weren't there. certain what the vibe was going to be because you never know when the police show up. To it was a vibe check. And then we found It was out. definitely like, uh, uh-oh. Like, like when I saw that, I went, instantly when I see that, I go and I, I get out of sight. Yeah. <laughs> I, and since I was like sort of bar liaison, I went over and I was like, hey, what's going on? And they were like, oh, we're just checking out the show. And I was like, Luck- well, somebody definitely called. So I think. No. So it was. They, what, they were it, just seeing what the whole Amy, was about. <laughs> Amy, who's one of our regular fans. She is uh, a police officer. She is a police officer. And she actually, she had told them previously that she would be going. Oh. And they happen to be in the general area. She's like, it's happening right now. Come stop by, see this. It's awesome. Yeah, and I was definitely like, oh, okay, I'm gonna, yeah, so make myself. Like, you know, <laughs> they were chill enough about it. I'm going, I, I'm going down if they're there, <laughs> if they're there for something bad. So I got to make myself uh, so scared. They were there, but then, just to say hi from to a, her from a distance. When I saw her talking to them, and I saw that the vibe was like laughter, then I made my way over there, and yeah, I. So while that's. They didn't sell. They didn't smell any tea leaves burning too close to them. So yeah, so they were good. So a conversation's taking place, including them, during this next match, which is Mance Warner taking on Zach Thomas, and uh, these guys got a little uh, hardcore, I do believe. Oh yeah, Mance Warner. He lives lives for the Russell Rager uh, bloodbath. Yeah. Zach Thomas, it was something that he kept saying, I want to do this, I want to do this. And he got <laughs> like go. I don't know. dollars. He, I don't uh, know if he ever said he wanted to do it. I don't think he ever I said. I think, yeah, there was uh, some other things at play, but. Uh, yeah, I don't think he ever said that he wanted to do it. Well, coming off of his match with his his match with Dick Gage, this was like. He didn't two, say he wanted he to do that. He didn't say he wanted to do that, I know. Well, he wanted to do the one with Josh way back when in May. I don't know. I don't know. That's a different, that's like, that's like a level that's up. That's a different though. level, yeah. Uh, so you know he ends up and gets more than I guess he bargained for, and of course there's blood, good times. Couple bucks uh, stapled to him. Couple bucks. Yeah, three bucks I think. One in each shoulder plus uh, the tongue ski. Who got the tongue? Uh, fucking Zach. I just actually Zach saw got the a video. staple to the tongue. I don't remember. Yeah, that. I fucking stopped. I saw it the other day I, on I, Instagram. I miss, I miss this whole whole match. I think uh, this. I was hanging in Club Atlantis. Oh, yeah. I went to Club Atlantis for a little bit. Oh. Well, so then... Under the sea. The uh, the secret private club underneath... No, that's class. <laughs> so... Club Atlantis, that's what During this match, a conversation is happening uh, with our, uh, our guests that we had previously mentioned. And uh, our next match is the intense 
title three-way with Dom Guarini, Wheeler Yuta, and uh, your intense champion, Matt Justice, with Fonzie. And, and, uh, and a Goldberg-esque police escort. Yes. <laughs> and the escort. Freaking, yeah, Justice was just yelling, like, come on, walk me out, walk me out, walk <laughs> me out. And uh, the police weren't going to do it, weren't going to do it, acted like they were going to walk away, and then finally did it. They're bashful. Yeah, they got a good pop. You got to be careful these days, though, as a officer of the law. You, know? you do, sure. You saw what happened to that one guy that gave Hogan a ride, you know? He got iced. He gave Hogan a police, like, he siphon, didn't a ride. Si- sirens he gave him, on. He to, gave him an escort. Sirens on. No, he, Hogan was in the car. I thought that Hogan was following him. No, he, he was in the car. Him. Oh, man. I don't know nothing about that. I think he that. got fired for, for it. You got to be careful as an officer of the law. You do. You, you do. get fired for that, but not fired for a lot of things. That's interesting. But, again. Yeah. <laughs> relax. Hey, that's not this podcast. Uh, but this one, of course, gets wild, as you would expect. Uh, who goes off the truck? Probably Matt Justice, I yeah, assume. I mean, right? like, I, mean, his, I would assume. I, I thought so, too. I was still in Club Atlanta. I think, uh, fucking, uh, off, yeah, Dom, Dom went off the off balcony. The yeah. Balcony, which was still crowded this year, but manageably crowded. I was trying to keep people off of it, you know? Yeah. I mean, you had all those uh, Now Let's Class uh, VIPs. Yeah. Yeah, Paul likes his people. Who, by the way, they were throwing beers at the ring. Uh, it's his place, his rules. Yeah, yeah. They, they definitely chucked one at the Duke <coughs> during his promo, as I remember. Back it was probably that empty. Was. Uh, so that happened. I think it was full. No, there was well, definitely you need a little bit of something in there just to like make it travel. But there know. was definitely a full one. I had to yell at, uh, at Paul at one point, be like, "Hey, you don't want to do that." No, not like didn't work out too good for No Way Jose. Not not like yell yell. Just be like, like bless up to uh, hey. Drew Drew Galloway. <laughs> Come on, man, <laughs> Drew. Uh, so, yeah, we have that match and uh, complete chaos, as everybody would anticipate. And then we go into the match at yeah, everybody. Yeah, Yuta's back looked like a mess. <laughs> yeah. Yuta's a little psychopath. He's a little nut. He is. He's like a undercover psychopath, if that is a thing. Flies under the radar. After after party shit disturber. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. Uh, then we go into the match that everybody was looking forward to. Josh Bishop and Wes Barkley taking on Nick Gage and Tom Lawler. And uh, Tom Lawler bought a shirt from the thrift store that said, what happens in Putin bay stays in Putin bay He's like, I don't know what this means, but everybody loved it. They loved it. It's it's still here. I uh, have kept on kept it should, for him because he thinks he might want to wear it sometime. You should put it in the – we should make an AIW uh, official eBay store or something. Yeah, we should sell it maybe. Frame it. A worn, a worn merchandise. Uh, so Nick Gage, Tom Lawler, pretty much just beat the hell out of Josh Bishop and Wes Barkley. There's that one moment, the corner spot. Oh, uh, with uh, Josh and the, uh, and the face light- wash with the light tubes? Oh, my God. Yeah. That and Josh loved insane. it. <laughs> Josh was just happier than a pig and shit. He's a complete psycho. That was crazy. I'm like, oh, this is, this is all bad. And, uh, I mean, just blood everywhere. Yeah. Light tubes. I was... Crashing in and out everywhere. of this one and in and out of a lot of the shit because this year, unlike other years, fucking, which we'll get to, but I was also running around fucking making sure that the fucking show space was set up for a goddamn meet and greet and then also bands later, which was a whole fucking thing. The but, big thing was everybody wanted to see Wes Barkley bleed. Oh, yeah. And they did. They got it. They got what they wanted. Barkley Nation had some words, as they always do. Yeah, yeah. This is a good one. I mean, this whole show is very good. Um, 
I definitely think it's worth going out of your way to see. Oh, absolutely. VOD. It's it's a DVD, very, VOD, MP4, fucking it's on every video fucking platform there is. At the very it. least, it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, it's a good time. And uh especially and if you can't be there and if you've been there, there's if you were there, there's not a chance that you probably remember it happening, so you should buy it. Yeah, that's true. Considering all the things that we listed that were sold out. Yeah. Uh, but they, you know, it, it was a lot of fun and then there are some some awesome uh, matches. There's some awesome action within there too. They ran out of Modelo's too, so maybe Stepe Miocic showed up. I Did don't he? Know. They ran out of Modelo. <laughs> they ran out of everything. They, man. Yeah, they. I wonder if they ran out of Corona and then Modelo was next. They ran out of Modelo. I don't know. Uh, you, they overstocked. All the Hermanos. They overstocked Mad Dog this year, even. Yeah. And we still uh, ran out. Guys, of it. don't do that. Fucking. I mean, yeah. By all means, drink all the. But don't fucking do that. Like after the match and during our match. Fucking, I was going to the crowd for drinks and shit. All I wanted was like a sip of a PBR or like a fucking Black Label or whatever. And you're handing me these Mad Dogs. That is not quenching my thirst. You don't like the Mad Dog. I hate the Mad Dog because I'm a fucking adult, all right? I, I'm with you on that. I am not a fan. I've never been Especially a fan Especially if you're of- in a fucking match, you don't want to fucking take a sip of a fucking Mad malt, Dog. Like malt liquor like or whatever the fuck it is. I'm, not a, I'm with you. I'm not a Mad Dog guy. Never been a Mad Dog guy. Uh, it blows my mind that people love drinking the Mad Dog and, and that it's the hot novelty of day, it. like, uh, fucking disgusts me. Like, I'm with you. Like, I, yeah, maybe when I was fucking like 17 and someone was like, hey, man, you want to get drunk on this Mad Dog? That's probably when I would have drank it. Uh, but once you become an adult and like you could get whatever you want. Yeah. I Come mean, on, no. who's choosing Mad Dog? I, I mean, then again, fucking that bottle for five dollars at a bar is going to take you pretty far. It will yeah. take you far. I get. I guess you know you, you're getting banged for your buck there. Oh but. yeah, I did do the math. I'm not going to say the fucking final numbers, but based on like say 3 p.m. to 3 a.m. bar sales, we were sold, selling an average of one drink a minute at about three and a half to four dollars a minute. If anyone <laughs> wants to do a fucking you know, do the math on that. I, I will say, Thorne, you were a little bit of an instigator this day, so I kept getting on the mic, and you maybe. I'm going to tell you why I was an instigator you keep because goading people. because we were. I was an instigator because we sold like we did like we cut tickets off because we were scared of overselling it. Right, right. Worldwide did not get a beer sponsor, <laughs> so I knew that Worldwide had negotiated us a bar cut. Yeah. So I knew that we were going to make money on the back end if we fucking sold out of alcohol. So I kept getting on Steve Guy. Dare people to buy all the Mad Dog. Dare people to like tell people that you don't see enough fucking whatever the fuck in the crowd. You know, like you know, you know what was cool though. We had so we had the bar inside, which is always packed. Like people go yeah. in and out. We had the beer tub underneath, but this year was the tub with White Claw PBRs and Black Label, also over by our food tent. Like yeah. right, right so we had by three, them. Like points of sale for yeah. uh, alcohol during the event, and then like eventually whittling down to two points of sale, and then by the time the evening uh, kicked in, we were down to just the interior bar. I thought that was awesome. I love the fact that we had that. Yeah, it was definitely like, much better executed this year than uh, last year, and next year, even better. Because who knows? Zona twenty three, we're gonna get a car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how this thing keeps growing, but it it uh, it does. There's only so much room for... We have to uh, talk to the people in the parking lot next door, see if we can just build uh, b- some uh, bleachers next door. 
<laughs> yeah, like that's uh, kind of the, the next step. whatever whatever's next door, like the Hawks slash apartments or whatever. They yeah. just got to get on board. You know, they yeah. just got to like, get on just board. Let us build an elevated uh, bleacher platform. Yeah, something we need something there, or maybe we could build bleachers in the the yard next mm. door of the house. I don't know, or maybe so, just build some sort of Thunderdome that people can just climb on top and watch. Yeah, and from yeah. here, you know, we go into the Raven Q and A, which was uh, a lot of fun, and. Uh, then it's, you know, a lot of the crowd clears out after the wrestling, but there was still a good amount of people that stick around for all the nonsense of yeah. the bands and everything else that happens. And, uh, yeah, um, let's see. So we had the Raven Q&A, like, from about, what, 8.30 to, like, 9.30? It's all, I mean, it's all a blur. I yeah. just, I, I know that I had, I was trying to vlog the day, and maybe I'll see one day what all the footage is like for the Patreon. But I want to see that rat fucker uh, set. I did, I, I did record the entire rat fucker performance. <laughs> Ratfucker.bandcamp.com, uh, folks. We're, we are live, pal. And, uh, yeah, so we had that, and then we had um, around... I was trying to pace it out because like we had like a band drop, and then did we Papa added Pepperoni's a band. Did band play? Oh, here's a fucking story from the show. So the night before, rat fucker actually played, only I didn't bleed for that one. And uh, because I was like, well, I got a big day tomorrow. I'm not trying to, like, you know, gush and, like, you know, fucking my match, this, that. And um, so this band, uh, Zorn, they're from, like, Philadelphia. They're, like, a weird sort of, like, say, you know, satanic, like, punk, heavy metal sort of vibe. And uh, then they were with, like, a few other bands. And we had had the Hemingway Hammers drop. So we were down to, like, just Ratfucker and uh, Papa Pepperoni's band, uh, Flowers. In Rome with Flowers. Oh, yeah, not flowers for Algernon. Um, <laughs> in Rome with flowers. Yeah, in Rome with flowers. <laughs> and um, so, like, that was a pretty big gap, too, because my fucking bass player, like, you know. You guys couldn't play till like, midnight or something. Yeah, because he was working. Oh, that's right. And uh, so, like, and I'm like, well, the, let's say the Raven thing's done by 9.30. Then we have, like, them play from, like, 10 to 10.30. And then, fuck. So then... And like in Rome with flowers, had, like could not add any more time. They they had a specific amount of they songs like a, that they yeah, knew. They like yeah, and, and at first I was like, oh, perfect. All right, you have a twenty-five minute set. That's great. And like then, like the day of, I'm like, you guys want to go forty? You can go forty, <laughs> fucking. And they could not go forty. But what can you do? So then this band Zorn, they actually had a show in Detroit the day of Wrestle Rager, but like. Some friends of mine were on tour like a week before and went through the same promoter in Detroit and like showed up and basically just got hosed and like didn't have like didn't get paid, barely had a show and it sucked. So like I was like, yo, I'm not sure how much we could pay you, but uh, I can guarantee that you get into the wrestling show for free and you'll have a fucking wild good ass time. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're from Philly, so we know about fucking like wrestling and shit. And I was like. Yeah, well, you're going to see something better that you've seen in certain zones for a good long time. And they're like, really? And I was like, yeah. Certain zones. And uh, fucking, and they hung around. And I don't know, to the AIW fans' credit, I think there was one guy I had to like correct and like sort of police on his, police on his Masha technique. But everyone had a good time. Masha technique? Mosh technique. Oh, Mosh technique. Oh, okay. He was just, you know, like sometimes it's. There's an art to it. It's not just Tom Waller you know, was oh. in there moshing during Ratfucker. Yeah, until I called him out. It, I was like, everyone having a good time in here? Just so you know, mosh, have fun. But there's one UFC fighter in this room right now moshing with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, but he did that, I think, because there was that one guy who just kept 
No, he was himself. just one of the fucking. He just wanted the mosh to rest. There was fucking. a guy that kept throwing himself into people. Maybe that's who you're talking about. Like, yeah, there was people one guy standing that was off like to the side and he being just like doing weird. It. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, yeah, man, you gotta feel the room. Was but, uh, so this band Zorn? This did they? They had a which one? Room? Which one was the band that was spitting fire? Oh, uh, that was Zorn. Or lighting fireworks off or whatever. Did, lighting fireworks. Did they have like the big like uh, fucking like coffin gimmick or whatever? Yeah, I knew at one point like I was drinking in front of now that's class talking to people. And then, like somebody pulled a coffin out of a van, and I was yeah, like, "There's a coffin." Yeah, that was Zorn. What the fuck is going on? Ooh, yeah, they built that at my friend's place like there, the night before. Is there a band with uh, a female lead singer? Yeah, um, one of I those bands were. Think so. Yeah, yeah one, I swear. Uh, that, oh, maybe it was a band that was with Zorn. I forget them. Okay, that's fucked up on me. But, but yeah, so they played basically like two nights in a row. Oh yeah, because there ended up being three bands that they like fucking like because they were on tour or two other bands. So yeah. Shouts to Zorn and the other bands that canceled for just a, they were a pretty, shitty Detroit show to have a good time in Cleveland two nights in a row. They were all pretty good, man. I I, uh, I enjoyed those. And then uh, Ratfucker did the work. And then the other story S- of the night. Speaking of. Uh, ha! While, <laughs> oh, boy. While, while all this is going on, can, can I, I explain how this really went down? Oh well, we thought you it was? explain how you think it really went well, down, and I'll tell you how it actually went. Well, down. Our, I somebody said I won't say your part of the story. Somebody said Chuck Stone is doing something behind the dumpster, which is what was first said, and we're like, no way, uh, Chuck Stone has a lady, and we're like, is he with his lady, or is he, or is he, and this is, is the he? dumpster of the establishment next door, the hall. correct, yes, yeah, so it's on the other side of the fence. So, uh, it might be earlier. Somebody else had uh, had some fun in the ladies' room of now. That's class. Yeah, that happened too. That's true. Uh, Club, so, Club Atlantis. Real. So, oh yeah, and Club Atlantis. Love was in the air. That's why I actually for Wrestle Ranger Five. For anyone that ever watched PCU, I just wanted to do Wrestle Ranger Five. Everyone gets laid. <laughs> so, uh, and then we just put out in parentheses. They did. A group of us ventured over there. I think some of us with. The thought in mind, like, well, uh, it, at first, there's a lot of extracurricular activities going on. At, at this point, now this class parking lot is the wild west. Of yeah, a lot of th- a lot the of stuff. Next door, 100%. everywhere, every inch of the place. A lot of stuff, and a lot of it is wrestlers uh, co mingling with fans with extracurricular activities, and there is just all sorts of stuff going on, and. Somebody says this stuff about Chuck, Chuck Stone. Stone. So so people start yelling like at Chuck Stone. It's like <laughs> who oh by the way he's actually been gone for like <laughs> 2 hours at Everyone's, the ring crew like a good guy. Yeah, yeah, he's putting the ring away. We're people are yelling at him. He doesn't know it. Uh or, you know, what the fuck are you doing Chuck Stone? Yeah. Like what the fuck? So we kind of go over there to yell at Chuck Stone. Cuz I mean he's to be to be fair, you know, when you're when you're new, you gotta you, you gotta earn your way up that fucking that ladder of fucking troublemaking. You know, like uh, if you're the if you're the low man on the totem pole, I don't know. You know, sometimes it, it, it can was be six months at AIW before I even had a drink at a show. But That's also, what I'm saying. But also, nobody believes that this stuff is actually. You know, there's like this curiosity, like is this really what's happening over there, or is it something else? And it's dark, and people think they see what they see. But we go over there, and uh, we certainly see something. But I happen to notice a T-shirt and a tattoo poking down the left arm of and the T-shirt. And probably a difference in physique, if we're and being differ- honest and here. A difference in, <laughs> and a difference in physique. And I said, that's not Chuck Stone. Who the hell? I'm like, I can't think who that is. And then... Tom Lawler, thank, thank goodness, videotaped the whole thing. <laughs> so we watch it back, and we say... 
Oh, that's CPA. Oh man. And I know he I believe he told the story on his podcast off the hop rope. Yeah. But uh gave her a, a hop up onto the dumpster. And boy, oh boy. And uh, that was uh Well now here's the full story. He was a hungry boy. Because I'm a matchmaker indirectly, directly, because I had Can, sort wait, of been seeing before, that girl. Before you tell this story, I unknowingly let this story uh this part was not known to CPA until about uh, a month and a half or so ago, or two months ago, and I had said something to him jokingly, not realizing he didn't know this portion of the story. Oh, no, I think I told him this portion of the story. I, I mean, he barely forgot. <laughs> All right, well, so either continue. way. So it's kind of a Wayne's World thing. I don't know. Fucking. So what happened was, and I'm still dear friends with the girl, but I'd been seeing this girl for like maybe like a couple of weeks, but then... It was like I was kind of on the way out of it, like check it out. And uh, then I had an ex-girlfriend that was, uh, you know, maybe very dear to me show up after the show. And uh, that love, we, love was in the air. Yeah. And <laughs> love ended up actually behind that dumpster for a little bit, about an hour or so before CPA. But thankfully, no one noticed us. And um, so basically, I was honest with uh, the girl that would end up with the CPA. And I'm like, hey, next showed up. This is probably going to be where I'm at for the night. So then she just fucking attached herself to CPA. Maybe just like, you know, like I said, Wayne's ex in Wayne's world, like, you know, to be like, hey, look at this. And I wasn't because, you know, I was just making horrible decisions with an ex. But um, yeah, so you're welcome, CPA. And uh, you're welcome half of anyone that gets laid at uh, AIW um, when they're in Cleveland. So she had a twofer that day. Uh no 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 just one for oh okay okay oh there was a rumor that there was a two there was a rumor that there was a twofer that's no, where I thought this was going no that's months later with somebody else but uh <laughs> okay all right so anyway so, so you had no relations with her that day no okay okay all that, right that's where the story gets a little misconstrued yeah misconstrued. yeah no 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 it was a you know a, a, I mean I'd had dalliances and uh you know but not on the unfortunately or maybe fortunately for me I don't know what it is but Tom Waller texted me. The video. And I send that video right to Kurt Hawkins. <laughs> and uh, the legend of CPA was born. Deep because uh, King. <laughs> it, it was... Uh, El Rey de, de Dumpster. Dumpster Love. <laughs> yeah, Dumpster Love. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, I actually think I fell asleep around 3 or 4 in the morning that night. After waking up at like 9.30. But I don't know where... How, oh, we we go to my friends. A whole bunch of us went to my friends. Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, that's that's really the, like honestly, like there's nothing more to discuss yeah. beyond the dumpster that's, because that's I mean, that's the yeah, highlight that's, of the that's the main the event. That's the main event of the night. But yeah, I mean, it was a 12, 15 hour day. The only way we could make it more punishing is next year to like start like just open the doors at like noon or something. Oh boy, I don't know. We got to get that ring up, man. We don't need it to be more punishing. Turn it into a true just twelve hour. Yeah, oh. maybe we get an energy drink sponsored. It already was. It already was twelve hours because the bar didn't close till two thirty in the morning. Yeah. Well, no. then we'll have to start it at a flat two. <laughs> and I mean, if you know, if if we haven't painted a picture uh, well enough for you, uh, CPA was going down on a girl while she was sitting on top of a dumpster. Yes. 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 Between two dumpsters. <laughs> Between two dumpsters while laying on a dumpster. Between yes, two while ferns. she was laying Between on two dumpsters. She was laying on a dumpster. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe if you offer Tom Waller enough money, he'll show you the video. On his which, uh, which, by the way, is also why we weren't sure who it was because uh, we couldn't make facial recognition. Yeah, 
But uh, we just I mean, it was people, obstructed. People were just going off that buzzed head, you know, and like yeah. Chuck Stone was, uh, you know, good it, thing this wasn't a, a murder or something. It was the know? tattoo that gave it away for me. You had to look closer. No tattoos on Chuck Stone. No tattoos on Chuck Stone. No, only on uh, Arthur MacArthur. Uh, yeah. He's got that Joker and brand new tat. Yeah. <laughs> From from uh, from 1926, yeah, <laughs> that be- <laughs> that brand new album cover from the olden days. So that is uh, Astro Man. That is the the day and night of Wrestle Rager Four. Can't wait Both to do it again. Nevermore. Uh, you know, get out, go out of your way to to get this. The uh, there there's no Easter egg. You will not see the. Uh, CPA match, post post show match that won't be. On if this is AIW ten years dark, ago, dark match. Yeah, the dark the dark dark match won't be on the DVD. That sort of thing might have been on the best of CPA ten years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but go out of your way to get this from Smart Mark Video, and uh, you know, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode, and you know this encourages you to to seek us out for Wrestle Rager uh, five. Which will be Black Label Mikey free AJ Gray next year, will motherfucker. Be, will be on the docket. Yeah, I did try to call AJ Gray during the show, but it just wasn't working out. I tried to do a speakerphone thing, couldn't happen. PA system. Any rate, uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this. And uh, for Worldwide, for John Thorne, my name is Steve Guy. We'll talk to you next week right here on The Card is Going to Change. <laughs>